0: Hey everybody, Luke McElroy of Mets Performance Consulting here back for another Physiology Secrets. I got a question the other day from Oscar Reed, who is a, a regular in at the studio, always liking to test his fitness levels. Um, he had a question to do with um, how to measure intensity and whether you should use power and pace or heart rate or rating of perceived exertion and sort of what's best um, to what, what, what uh, which method is best as an indicator of, of intensity. And I hope that was the question you asked Oscar, because Oscar, I don't have uh, I don't have the, the question open with me, but um, I'm pretty sure that was what it was trying to cover. So yeah, intensity is always a funny one in that, like there are lots and lots of ways that you can measure it. As we said, we do have heart rate, which is a fairly reliable one. You can use power on the bike or on a rower. You can use pace and speed for the run, um, rating of perceived exertion, whether it's one, one to 10 or, or um, the six to 20 is a, a newer type scale. Uh, we've all heard of you know training stress scores and all that sort of stuff as well. So in terms of training recommendations, the short answer in terms of what I recommend is that steady state heart rate is the best indicator that you should use for intensity. Now the key word here is steady state and a lot of people don't reach a steady state heart rate. Okay, So um, the reason I say heart rate is because When we're prescribing training intensity, we're really trying to find a percentage of VO2 max or or the proportion of oxygen that you're consuming. Now, we obviously can't measure day-to-day activity. We can't just chuck you on a VO2 max mask and and measure how much oxygen consumption you're using day to day it's not practical but we know that there's a direct correlation between heart rate and oxygen consumption so we're looking at that steady state heart rate so whenever we're doing anything sort of long duration like our endurance zone stuff, our zone two base training um, I, I prefer to go heart rate over power or pace because the body is going to undercome or um experience different stresses day to day. So if it's a hot day, you're going to be sending more blood to the surface of the skin to start sweating. You're going to be under a lot more stress. Your heart rate is going to be elevated. In order to not produce that lactic acid, we're going to have to keep that heart rate where it's supposed to be. So naturally, it's going to want to go 8 to 10 beats higher. But if it goes 8 to 10 beats higher, we're going to start producing lactic acid. We're going to get a suboptimal adaptation. Okay. So it's all to do with oxygen consumption and lactic acid production. If you just stuck by power or pace on a very, very hot day, you'll be able to do it, but again, your rating of perceived exertion will increase. Your heart rate's obviously going to be higher because you're under a lot more stress and you're going to be producing a lot more lactic acid, so you might not get an optimal adaptation there. Um, For interval training, this is where it gets a little bit tricky because you very rarely will hit a steady state heart rate for anything less than about five minutes, all right? So I generally like to go power and pace, any interval lasting less than about five minutes in duration okay so if you're doing a vo2 max interval at say 95 percent of your max i would hope that you don't hit a steady state heart rate because you shouldn't you should be working very very hard your heart rate should be climbing throughout that interval all right so the reason that power and pace is a good indicator of intensity is because it's an immediate indicator of intensity you go from zero to 300 watts in two seconds so you know exactly but that is the the intensity that you want to hold. We know that, say, from a VO2 max test, that if you maxed out at 330 watts, your 95% velocity at VO2 max is 315 watts. So we know that if if you were to hold 315 watts for a long time, that would equate to 95% of your steady state heart rate too, okay? You're not going to get to your steady state heart rate because you don't have long enough. There's a a lag in that time, Um, but we know that because you're holding 315 watts, that is the equivalent energy demand uh, that it would be at 95% of your max heart rate too, okay? So a lot of people will tell me, they'll send me emails, give me phone calls, whatever, and say, hey, look, I'm doing these VO2 max intervals. I'm not even close to touching the VO2 max heart rate zone. And I say, don't worry about your heart rate zone because you're probably not gonna hit it because you're you're not reaching steady state. It's too early in the interval, okay? If you were to hold that power, you wouldn't be able to, but if you were able to hold 95% of that power, for 20 minutes, I guarantee that your, your heart rate's going to be maxed out. It's going to be right, right near your maximum heart rate, but you don't get there because you don't hit that steady state. Um, so I guess, uh, and I think the other part of the question was that you know sometimes you'll maybe you, you're going endurance zone power for, for your bike, and you'll you'll jump over a hill at 600 watts and go a little bit beyond your your VO2 max power, um, but your heart rate isn't going to change. And again, it's just because of that lag period. All right, so we we just basically want to. We want to go by steady state heart rate if we can, so anything longer than five minutes, um, but then anything less than five minutes tend to go towards power and pace because it's a more immediate indicator and we don't really reach a steady state heart rate. Um, The only time that steady state heart rate is sort of a little bit ineffective is if you become dehydrated because if you become dehydrated, we basically lose blood volume, all right? We're losing that plasma, that fluid in the blood. So if you lose total blood volume, then your, your heart's gonna have to beat a lot faster to get the same amount of blood back, all right? So if you've got, I don't know, let's say you've got six liters of blood and it's all getting back to the heart quite quickly, if you reduce that to 5.5 liters of blood, which is an exaggeration, but if you've got less blood coming back to the heart, then you're gonna, you, you have to beat less back out, right? If you're gonna be beating less blood back out, that's less oxygen being circulated. So to, to maintain your oxygen consumption and your oxygen circulation, you're gonna have to pump out um, more beats per minute to get the same amount of blood and the same amount of oxygen around. So if you become dehydrated, that's where you get a little bit, it gets a little bit tricky and that steady state heart rate might be a little bit inaccurate. So if you think that you're hydrated, well hydrated, and the external factors are more to do with heat load, stress fatigue, all that sort of stuff, then go by steady state heart rate for longer than five minutes, less than five minutes. You know, I tend to go towards power and pace because it's an immediate indicator. Hopefully that uh, is useful for a lot of people. Any questions, let me know. Uh, I'll speak to you again soon.